Alright all you Streetlight Crusaders and I guess a couple of you wrestling fans who are still up for tonight Welcome back to the Tuesday Night Special And now it's time for us to talk about what happened during this week's edition of Monday Night Raw from Des Moines, Iowa Home of a certain world heavyweight champion along the lines of Seth Metal, Seth Rollins And if you're wondering at home, did he open up the show? Well, Monday Night Raw would kick off in typical fashion like it started with none other than the Judgment Day kicking off Raw once again. Yeah, save your booze for later because it gets worse from there. Because then we would see Finn Balor not only saying that the Creed brothers have earned their title shot for the biggest night of their life for them, but for us, it's just another night at the office. Only for Rhea Ripley to say that if Ivy Nile keeps running her mouth, she's going to give her a beating that would pale in comparison to what she did to Maxine. Only for R-Truth to come out while Dominic Mysterio would claim more dominance over 2024 just like 2023 was for them. For R-Truth to say, you know, I love opening the show. Why didn't we have a meeting about opening the show? Would welcome everybody to Monday Night Raw and would say the initiation beatdown that they gave him last week crossed the line. And he was hurt physically and emotionally. And would say that after what he heard from Damian Priest, he'd know he didn't mean it because he saw that look in his eyes. As Damian Priest couldn't stand to look at him because he started to crack up. Only for J.D. McDonough to bring things to a more serious note by saying, Hey, you know, if you're talking about holiday parties and things that you want to be a part of, if you want to stay in this ring, you're going to get hurt. That's what's going to happen. Granted, that's not what he said, but after what R-Truth would say. After R-Truth would say that with all these Christmas lights and everything around, he's in the mood to get in a fight and would say that he needs someone to fight since Mommy has someone to fight, Priest and Finn has someone to fight, and Dominic Mysterio's fighting somebody, he gotta fight somebody and make sure that he wants to squash the beef in the family and would have a miracle on 40 or 34th Street fight for JD McDonald to inform him yeah, that match is already advertised. For R-Truth to say, oh, it is? Well, it's a long way to the 34th Street. Let me call Siri and let her know where 34th Street is. R-Truth, man. R-Truth. <laughs> for R-Truth to get cut off for him to say that, yeah, you're, in, <laughs> you're not in the judgment day and you need to cut it out only for... R-Truth to say, neither are you after this match because he's fighting him tonight in a loser leaves Judgment Day match for Damian Priest to say, hey, it's a pretty good idea. So for our first match of the night to get into the holiday mood, folks, would see JD McDonald going one-on-one -on -one against R-Truth, who's celebrating his birthday next week and happy birthday in advance, in a loser leaves town or Judgment Day Miracle on 34th Street fight. And as R-Truth, after not being in a match for well over a year, would prove that he hasn't missed a step, would be able to avoid the candy cane shot with not only a split duck, but a jump into the air, and would even be able to hit his awesome scissors kick to JD McDonough. 
And before anybody's wondering at home, this man is 51 years old pulling this off in the ring and would continue onward by not only giving JD a beating with his belt, then would hit him into the cookies, bicycle kick him into the present, Dominic Mysterio would try to help him out, but let's just say that that would lead to a bad thing for JD McDonald because when he tripped him up, he would land right directly into the crotch of one JD McDonald. Sort of reminding me of the Dudley boys, but I digress because then R-Truth would pull out a fire extinguisher to extinguish the heat and flames of JD McDonough, only for JD to come back with a headbutt on the top rope, but after falling on top of JD through a table, three seconds later, boy oh boy, R-Truth wins and JD is out of the Judgment Day. For the members of the Judgment Day later on that night to laugh about what happened, only for Rhea to say that a loss like that reflects negatively on all of us, and she's gonna show Ivy Nile on the first day of the new year for day one how dominant she is, and for Priest to say, you're not out of the Judgment Day for now. You're still in. And yeah, but does that mean our truth's in? And we're still confused about that. So moving on from that bit of confusion, next up we would see Nia Jax hitting the ring. And Nia, before she could even say anything, would get interrupted by the man Becky Lynch for Becky to say that I knew you were going to say something about me, so why don't you say it to my face because I'm here right now. Only for Nia to say that she's in the Royal Rumble, uh, of course, and for Becky Lynch to say that they don't care and it doesn't, they don't even care that you're here, but they care that I'm here and the man is here in Des Moines to fight. Only for Nia to say that the people in the back has been protecting you from me for this match that you want so bad because you're the money maker of this company and if they fight, that would end. Only for Becky Lynch to say that, yeah, you're right, I am the moneymaker of this company because I'm the best that ever did it. Only for her to say that she's scared because her only existence outside of what she did to her was off the back of her own cousins. And say that if they fought against each other, she would now have a new claim of being the best that ever did it to lose to the person who was the best that ever did it. And thank you for correction, Colin Maestro. <laughs> Only for her to go on to say that, yeah, get a referee out here. Let's do this right now. Get a referee out here. Only for Nia Jax to walk out of the ring and say that I'm not going to fight you tonight. Instead, I'm going to fight you in two weeks in my hometown of San Diego, California. And for us to just hear Nia Jax make the biggest mistake of her life, which is by mentioning the family of Becky Lynch because she would say that in two weeks you're going to be laid up in the hospital with your face broken again and your daughter over your shoulder crying mommy why are you uglier than usual and that's because Nia Jax broke my face and I'll break it again and again and before she can even make it up the ramp or continue that run on sentence would see Becky Lynch jumping on the back of Nia Jax and beating the daylight's flag tag out of her only for security to break her up from Nia and Nia to get a cheap shot in the process. Right, right. 
Then the next thing to take place on Monday Night Raw would see the Intercontinental Championship on the line between The Miz going one-on-one against the ring general, Gunter. And during this match with Miz's final opportunity if he loses tonight on the line, would decide to trip up Gunter with a couple of catches catch can style wrestling and grappling maneuvers that Gunter did not expect. Not only pulling off a grapevine ankle lock, but also an Indian death lock, almost reminding me of the same Indian death lock Triple H used to fight Booker T at WrestleMania 19. Then we would then see The Miz taking Gunter to the outside of the ring with a boot, but Gunter was ready with a powerbomb onto the apron. And he even would follow things up with a nasty big boot inside the ring, sending Miz to a loop only for Miz to come back with not only a DDT, but a Tilt-The-World DDT follow-up for near fall. Then for Gunter to come back during this match with a T-Rex drop kick leading into his power bomb that would lead into a near fall. But what would happen next would remind me of the Samoan submission machine Samoa Joe turning that power bomb into a Boston Crab for the Miz to make it to the ropes. Only for Gunter to try to go for a sleeper hold of sorts, only for a sleeper hold to get reversed for a near fall, a skull crushing finale, still not enough for the Miz, only for the Miz to go up to the mid ropes and hit a skull crushing finale avalanche style, but Gunter would roll to the outside of the ring due to the fact that the Miz would pin from the wrong side. Ouch! Ouch! But if you think that was painful, folks, what would happen next would be just as bad. Because then we would see The Miz tossing Gunter back inside the ring, Gunter getting his bearings about him for The Miz to get powerbombed, hit with a Rainmaker clothesline, and then followed it up with yet another powerbomb for the ring general to still reign supreme after 500 days plus. And for Miz to no longer challenge as long as Gunther's holding on to that Intercontinental Championship via pinfall. And after the match was over, we would see Kaiser and Giovanni Vinci both sucking up to Gunther, congratulating him for his performance, for Gunther to say that he's been the only one contributing to Imperium this year. So for now, I'm going to take a well-deserved rest while you two stay here, and I want you to grind and work hard to prove to me that you've earned to be a part of Imperium. And while he left, Kofi would show up in a Santa Claus outfit and would immediately berate Kaiser and Vinci, or more or less say that he's got a gift for them in the form of coal. Really? Really coal? I mean, I know they've already been through a lot this year, but coal, that's not right, man. That's not right. But besides Kaiser and Vinci getting coal for their stockings for the holidays. I think it's time for us to head back to that music as we go grab a glass of water. And when we return, we'll be back with the second half of what happened during this week's edition of Monday Night Raw from Des Moines, Iowa, right after this. So don't fall asleep just yet, folks, and stay tuned. 